Hey guys, it's Gary Vaynerchuk, and this is the Gary V Audio Experience. Okay, you were just in there giving your talk. Yes. Proud of hedge fund managers. <laughs> you were sharing your story. Uh, you're an immigrant. I am. The US. So what do you think the status is of the American dream today? Oh, I think it's massively alive and well. You know, I think, as a matter of fact, I think the internet being at scale today has compounded the opportunity. Uh, When I see a lot of people who feel like the political climate, for example, is suppressing a female or a minority, I always try to remind them, like, look, this is the best time ever. The internet doesn't care what you look like, right? You can go direct to consumer with your offering. Nobody needs to be in your way. And so I, I I would argue that this is the greatest time, so much so that as an early stage investor, I've actually stopped investing because everybody now is a founder and a startup entrepreneur and the supply and demand of actual good operators has scared me so much and it's a little bit of a guess game and I don't know who's a real entrepreneur and who's a fake one but I would tell you that it is extremely alive and well. So when you say you stopped investing, is that just for the time being? Or? Yes, okay. absolutely. I just think things are inflated. I think every kid that goes to Penn who has an idea thinks her company is worth $6 million and I think that's scary. And, uh, and so this is not 2006, 7, 8 when I was investing in Facebook and Tumblr uh, and Twitter. This is a, we're the Uber of house cleaning but I've never built a business in my life. I was probably gonna go work at Bain and McKinsey but now because of this gold rush, I'm a startup founder or an, I'm an entrepreneur uh, being an entrepreneur is far more than just putting it in your Instagram profile. You know, one thing about you, Gary, you're really good at spotting trends. We've had a lot of discussions here at SALT about artificial intelligence, automation. Where are the opportunities? Uh, one fund manager was asked, where would you tell your kids to go look for jobs in the future? What are you, what are you thinking? A um, couple things. First of all, I think VR is much further away than people think on the consumer end. So I think there's a lot of people who are watching right now pouring real money into that space. And if you're doing it for the pitches and the forks, if you're doing it the way the people that made money in 1991, 92 on the internet, the infrastructure, that's interesting to me. But if you think that every American is gonna put on a headset and spend three hours in VR in 24 months, you're out of your mind. So that's a little watch out. On the flip side, I'm obsessed with what's going on in Alexa Voice, Google Home, uh, AI, uh, AR, I think are, are, are real. I think they're closer. Uh, I think message bots environment, if you look at the early data on message bot retail sales in a Facebook environment, they're staggering, uh, they scale. Uh, so those are spaces I enjoy. And, and then, and then I, you know, to be very honest, it's interesting, depending on you know, kids to go after, I, I think the cell phone infrastructure is what I'm most passionate about. When I think about the fact that this is literally the remote control of our lives, whether you're producing content, whether you're trying to sell stuff, whether you're trying to raise money, change the world, run for mayor, this is where it starts and stops. And if you're not thinking about this and what's in it, you're pretty much irrelevant in today's world. Do you think there's a lot of noise on social media in terms of politics and how do you navigate that? I can't, I open my, my Facebook, it's just politics from both sides. I have good news. There's noise on politics on television too. Like, like when something like the political climate goes extreme, uh, it encompasses our environment. I think that socials are very easy. You can absolutely curate smaller lists. On Twitter you can create a non-political list, follow people. I'm not doing a lot on politics. There's a lot of comedians who are doing politics. Jimmy Fallon's not doing politics. You know, so the reality is is that you have so much control of your media consumption in a environment. The problem is 94% of people are playing in that sector and if that's not what you want, 
then that's hard to navigate to create your perfect lists. Another thing you're talking about is the control of your time when we were in there um, as like an investment thing. So can you kind of elaborate a bit more on that? Time's the number one asset. Every single person watching this right now will pay for time in a way that they can't imagine. When you look at the income levels of the people that are using Uber and Lyft, they value time so much they're taking it even when they can't afford it. And don't get it twisted. That's what Uber sells. It sells time. And so when I think about Alexa Voice, the reason I love it so much is when you're brushing your teeth, if you're a mom, working mom, who I believe is the busiest person on earth, right? When you're brushing your teeth and you're thinking, for your ability to say, oh Alexa, order me some Band-Aids or schedule a call with Rick, that is an incredibly quicker execution than grabbing your phone and remembering. So anything that I think is taking time and selling it back to people, I think is big trillion dollar business. Well maybe if we could go back in time, you mentioned that you missed out getting in on <laughs> Uber and the Early. Early angel rounds. Can you talk about that and why, why did you miss it? Travis and Garrett were the two founders and they hired an outside CEO. One thing that a lot of people don't know because they weren't there was it was a side project. It, both of them were still, Travis was still an angel investor and Garrett was still working with StumbleUpon and Uber was a side project. So much so that they used social media to find a CEO who was gonna run the business. It exploded out the gate. So ultimately, they caught me in a time where I had just had some side projects that failed because I wasn't focused on them. And I just looked at two of my entrepreneur friends and saying, well, they're gonna fail too because this is a side project. It obviously turned out to not be a side project. And Travis is a friend of yours. You gave him a shout out in your book, Crush It. I did. You know, Uber's been uh, hit with some negative news lately. What do you make of all that? And and what do you think of um, Travis's role? Look, when you're the CEO, everything's your, I think the CEO disproportionately deserves credit and disproportionately deserves blame. And I think, you know, Travis is a real friend. I've known him long before all this stuff. So for me, Travis is busy. I've talked to Travis, you know, four times in the last 24 months. So when I talk to him, I want to be there support mentally. You know, I always want to know, hey, you know, you always want to go there with your friends and like, how true is this? How's not? But at the same token, a real friend I think is a listener. So look, I think, I think he deserves the blame in the same way that he deserves the credit for where it's at. It's been interesting to watch the way he's communicating, the way he's attacking this, how he's thinking about the support system. You know, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I can't remove my emotional love towards him for all these years. I want to see him succeed and stay the course. I'm also very empathetic to the board and to others out there of, of their concerns given the news cycle. Gary Vaynerchuk of VaynerMedia, thanks for coming by. Thanks for having me. Guys, thanks for listening to the audio experience. Two things. One, make sure you're watching my vlog on YouTube. And two, hit me up on the DM. It's going down on the DM.